purpose of God is progressive. The purpose of God is progressive. We go from faith to faith. We go from glory to glory. We go from level to level. We go from learning to learning. We are in a progressive faith serving a progressive God. And because the purpose of God is progressive, so is our warfare. As you grow, so do your enemies. God often trains us with trouble and he allows us to go into battles with enemies that represent our current stage. If you're ever wondering what level you're at, just check your enemies. You don't need anyone to pat you on the back and give you any accolades. Look at what you're fighting and what you're fighting is a clue to what's down on the inside of you. There are people sitting in these chairs right now that have been fighting things since they were seven years old. Battles that would have killed most people, but you are still alive because of the level of greatness God has put in you. And because of what you are, what you are has attracted unusual warfare and dangerous kings. But you can always see where you're at according to the enemies on your stage, your current stage. In fact, that's the only reason why God allows enemies. There's a hedge of protection around believers we see from the book of Job. When God lifts the hedge and allows the enemy, it's for training purposes and it's for the purposes of announcing to you what you are. Because you are usually the last person to wake up and realize your own identity. So God will show you what you are by what he allows you to face and ultimately come long before you come to the mental realization of what you are carrying. I got news for you. The devil's been lying to you. You've been dealing with frustration. You've been dealing with self-loathing. You've been down on yourself. You've been hard on yourself and you've been looking at the enemies you are facing as a sign that you are so bad. No, the enemies you are facing is a sign you are so valuable. You are so strong and God has put that much in you and in your destiny to be accomplished. And and we see this. This sounds like a lot, and it is a lot today. I read a lot today, but we see this very clearly in the progression of enemies that David faced. Think about David's enemies. Lion, then bear, then giant. And when you start noticing the progression of enemies God allows, you can start doing what Paul said that seems impossible at first. When Paul said in Romans 5, 3, that we glory in tribulation because tribulation works patience and patience experience and experience hope. Why did Paul say he gloried in tribulation? Because he started looking at the progression of his tribulation and thank God he didn't allow the giant first. Thank God he trained me on lower level enemies till I got to the point that I had some experience and hope that when I looked at bigger giants in front of me, I already had the lion and the bear in my 
bag. And whatever you're facing right now, that problem that looks insurmountable is just another pelt that will be on your belt. Another trophy that will be on your wall through your progressive walk of faith in God. Say, say lions and then bears and then giants. Each enemy progressively got bigger and stronger. And as you grow and as you increase, your warfare grows and your warfare increases, but so does your experience and your hope. Lion, bear, giant. Lion, bear, giant. But what was next for David was he had to start doing battle with, with kings. First King Saul, and then the kings of the Philistines, and the kings of the Amorites. Lions, bears, and giants represent isolated individual battles. But kings represent entire systems. You think you're still fighting the individual things. No, you have graduated to the warfare of kings. It's a system that's against you. Systems of oppressive warfare that attack cyclically in a cycle. If you have found yourself and don't raise your hand, I don't want to blow your cover, but if you have found yourself wrestling with any kind of cycle, Congratulations. You've graduated to the level of fighting kings. Financial cycles. Falling deeper in debt. Credit card is on fire. You make more money. But it doesn't seem to matter. Not realizing there's a system against you. Not just one thing. Many things join forces together in an organized system against your progression. Not, not just the system of you working out a budget. No, 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 no. Uh, even systems from the culture that advertise and tell you that you need stuff and tell you to buy stuff that you cannot afford. It's part of the system. Part of the system is, is the, the need to compare yourself with other people and trying to get what they had or keep up with the Joneses. It's all a part of an organized system to try to keep you resisted and keep you down. Say, die, kings, die. There's toxic family cycles, and, and it's a system. It's not just that you're arguing with your mother-in-law or you're fighting with your spouse or you got drama with the kid. There's a system. We don't realize it, but some of the toxic nature of this secular world has poured its way into believers, has poured its way into the church, has poured its way into our homes. And so everything from the media that we watch to the schools we send our kids to, to all of the interaction has a 
system inside of it designed to create tension and build walls of division between you and the people that you love. It's not one thing. It's a system. Those of you struggling with cycles of mental health challenges, it's not just one thing. It is a system. The media has spent the better part of two years pumping nothing but fear and anxiety into our homes in every way possible. And we find out that people are struggling with anxiety and struggling with mental health. I guess we are at an all-time high in mental health crisis. Everybody is scared to death. And if you're not scared, you're still dealing with the resistance of the prevailing spirit of fear that is waving through the culture. And even as a church within our members and within our departments, there's pockets of resistance against us trying to prevent our progression. And if it's not one thing, it's another. But we don't realize that the other thing is related in some way to the first thing because it is a system. And when you're dealing with a system, knocking one out does no good. Because if you knock one down, three more pop up when you're dealing with a system the kings. And, and, and we've graduated now as a church in our maturity and our, our growth and our progressive process. We have graduated as a family to dealing with the kings. We have killed our lions and our bears and our giants have fallen over dead. And now we stand on a battlefield facing the kings. Die, kings. Die. Die, kings, die. Over every member, die, kings, die. Over every family, die, kings, die. Over every person up under the sound of my voice in this building or watching online, die, kings, die. And, and to all of the people fighting the kings in your life, do not be discouraged. Do not allow that cycle or that habit or that addiction or that problem or that thing to cause you to feel less than. The reality is your opposition announces your position. You wouldn't be fought by this highly organized of a system if you were not that significant. That's something I've got to preach till your mind begins to awaken to the reality. You are more significant than you realize you are. And I know it because I see what's fighting you. I know it because I see what's coming against you. Die, kings. Die. Die. I wish I had 13 radical crazy people that would at the top of your lungs throw your head back to heaven and lift up a prophetic announcement. Die, kings. Die. The children of Israel went through this progression. Look at their warfare. They faced the lion of Egyptian bondage. They faced the bear of a 40-year wilderness journey. And when they got to the first city in their promised land, Jericho, what was on the walls? Giants. And Jericho's walls came crumbling down. And now there's no more enemies left on the lower level. But their progression caught the attention of the kings. 
But, but they have learned by experience, Israel has, that no matter the resistance on the, or the warfare, on the other side of every battle, a new level of blessing is waiting on them. And, and I want to encourage those of you that are in a battle, on the other side of that battle, this battle, look at somebody say, this battle, on the other side of your battle, there is blessing on the other side waiting for you. And, and, and so Jericho falls and God says, don't stay here. We've been wondering 40 years, Lord, we finally got a house and we finally got barns and we finally got running water and we finally got a city. And God says, don't stay here, press further into the land and possess all of it. I'm prophesying to somebody right now. Don't stay here, press further into the land and possess all of it. Why? Because now faith needs a next assignment. Now faith needs a next assignment. You ought to be going after something this year. No matter the victories last year, no matter your progression last year, you listening to me with your spirit, let me speak into your life. No matter how far you went last year, you need to target something this year that is so big it's impossible without God. Not just so you can have a big lofty goal. Hear this preacher. You need, like you need air, like you need water. You need something to go after that is bigger than you, and it requires God. Therefore, your faith must get involved. The faith to take Jericho was completely spent the moment the walls fell. And yesterday's faith won't help me fight today's battle. Now faith needs a next assignment. And so God says, don't stay here. Your faith needs a next. Your, oh, if you're taking notes, my faith needs a next. My faith needs a next. Your faith needs a next. And so, and so they go marching. They leave Jericho behind. They go marching. They defeat Ai. They go marching, they come to Gibeah, make, make an alliance, a partnership with them. And they go marching on because every single thing they accomplished, they realize that was, let me disappoint you. There is no end point in faith. There is no arrival point. In faith, in our faith, the destination is the journey. I'm gonna let you think about that. In our faith, the destination, the goal is the journey. So it's always what's next? What's next? What's next? Ask your neighbor, what's next? What's next? So now the five kings. The last level of enemy, the highest level of enemy, they'll never face another kind of enemy for the rest of the Old Testament except other kings. And in the text, immediately we see two responsibilities, and I want to show it to you. Joshua chapter 10, verse 11. 
Because every king has an army. But the army is not the king and the king is not the army. Every king just has an army. So when it comes to the army, God deals with it. Because it was true back then, it's true now. This battle is not yours. It belongs to God. God deals with the armies, but God don't do nothing about the kings. God said, I'll deal with the army, but you deal with the kings. Joshua chapter 10, verse 11. As they fled before Israel, the Lord heard, hurled large hailstones down. And more of them died from the hail than were killed by the swords of the Israelites. On that day, the Lord gave, the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel. God says, I will deal with the army, but you have to deal with the king. And so we see as Joshua is chasing the army, watching God give him the victory. He, he gets word, he gets news that another crisis has broken out in a different location. In verses 16 and 19, the five kings had fled, and they're hiding in the cave at Machida. See, the king, now I'll say that, the king will never come out and face you hand to hand. He uses the army to do that. Okay. It's the king's job just to keep the system going. See, the king can lose one army, go back home, raise up another one, and come back to your doorstep. That's what's kept your cycles going. You get up under attack, you go to praying, you go to speaking in tongues, you come to the altar, you get prayed for, anointed with oil, and God does what God does. God deals with the army. Three months later, you're back in the same altar needing the same miracle. Why? Because you didn't deal with If you're addicted to drugs, there is an anointing on my life right now. I can lay hands on your head and anoint you with oil in accordance with the book of James. And that addiction has to break. And in this moment, it would. And then you go back home. God dealt with the army. But you got to go deal With the kings. The kings never come to the battlefield. They always hide in caves. So Joshua gets word while he's chasing the enemy. While he's watching God deal with the army. He gets word. Hey, the five kings, the five heads of the system that's been against us. They're, they're hiding in a cave at Makkadah. There's always something hiding in the cave. Can I ask you something? What's hiding in your cave? What is it? Do you even know? Do you still think you're just dealing with the army? 
Have you not recognized that what you're dealing with repeatedly over and over again is the result of a system? There's a king somewhere in a cave. And, and in order to kill a king, you need a strategy. Because remember, God ain't going to do this one for you. I'll deal with the army. You deal with the king. Die, king. Die. To kill a king, you need a few things. Number one, the text tells me you need the strategy of control. Okay. You need the strategy of control. Watch the first thing Joshua does. He can't leave the battlefield. He can't leave his men. They're chasing the enemy. They're getting the victory. They're in the middle of the warfare. He can't just bounce on everybody and go deal with the kings. So since he can't conquer it in this moment, he controls it. That's such a wise thing that so many people fail to do. See, we love the idea of conquering our issues, but we don't want to do nothing about our issues until we can conquer them. In other words, if I can't have it all, I don't want nothing. Listen to me. All or nothing mentalities are very immature mentalities. Very immature. Everything is black and white. There is no shades of gray. That's a very immature mentality. Okay. In fact, it gives you an excuse not to act because you can't act in the way that would be ideal. So you sit in a, in a state of stillness when you could do something, but you don't because you can't do the thing that you want to do. Okay. Joshua wants to kill the kings, but he can't. He's chasing the army. So what should he do? Just let them escape and deal with them later? No. He decides to do what he can until he can do what he wants to do. So he said, I can't kill him, but I can trap him. And he rolls a stone in front of the mouth of the cave to bring the problem at least under control. Okay. Reality is, this is an apostolic charismatic church, and we are full of faith, and I'm going to get real practical for just a second and offend all the faith people. You can't conquer every issue in your life at the same time. You're not going to get out of $100,000 of credit card debt overnight. Okay? You're not going to lose 60 pounds in seven days. But the way some of you have been approaching it is, well, since I can't have my 60 pounds in seven days, I'm just not going to do nothing about it. You got high blood pressure and you're praying, Lord, I believe today is the day you're going to heal me of that high blood pressure because you want it cured. That's what you want. You want it cured. And I believe one day you will get it cured. But until you cure it, 
you better learn to control. Control is a valuable strategy. It's taking little steps in the direction toward a big accomplishment and a big goal. And this is one of the most prophetic and directive words you will hear all year. Locate your issues and get them under control. I'm not saying fix everything, cure everything, conquer everything to the point that you have no problems. I'm not saying that. That's not realistic. That ain't going to happen. But find it and at least roll a stone in front of it. At least bring some measure of control to it. Because you may not be able to conquer everything, but with God's help, you do have the ability to put some of that stuff under control. That thing going on with your kids, get it under control. That fighting and tension in your marriage, you ain't got to solve everything. You and Betty Sue may never see eye to eye, but, but get some of it under control. Control it. Control it. And then the Bible says in verses 20 and 23 that immediately after the battle had been won, Joshua goes straight to the watering hole. Straight to the bar. Celebrate. Straight to the bed. Go to sleep. He's been up all night. Had to ask the sun to stand still. Hadn't slept. Long time. Where does he go? Straight to the cave. To confront what he has previously just been controlling. Point number two, confrontation. Confrontation. When the time avails itself for you to confront your issues, go straight there. Go straight there. Write this down if you're taking notes. Confrontation, confronting your issues, is a gift you give your future self. What you don't confront today will be waiting on you tomorrow. And so Joshua has defeated the enemy on the outside, but he knows he's not done. See, we're good at that because we're people of faith. Okay, people of faith will see miracles and they will see the hand of God. You will see God move when you're on the battlefield facing the armies. But Joshua does something brilliant. He decides to put the two in tandem. He gets the victory on the outside and goes immediately to deal with what's hiding in the cave. He gives no time or no space for escape. He's got one thing on his mind. Die, kings. Die. He's walking and with every step he takes up to that cave. Die, kings. Die. It's in his spirit. It's in his heart. It's on its mind. Die, kings. Die. It's on his mind that after today, I am never going to have to deal with this thing again. There will be other things. But as for this thing, I'm not going one more year, one more month, one more week, 
one more day or one more hour with this thing. I'm going to confront this thing and die, kings, die. And so he confronts it. And the Bible says in verses 24 and 25, the scripture says he brings them out of the cave and and point number three is, is conquer in concert. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unpack this. I want to preach and scream, but, but I need some time. Let me unpack this. He conquers in concert, and he has, he has all the men of Israel come, and he has all of his military leaders, all of his family. A lot of his family were military leaders, all, all of his close people. And he lines the kings up. And then he makes a long line of all of his men and he makes all of his men come by and step on the king's neck. He's conquering in concert because he wants everyone with him to know what it feels like to have a squirming enemy under your foot. He wants everybody that's with him to know what it feels like to have the thing that threatened you and said it was going to kill you and take you all the way down. He wants them to know experientially how it feels to put your foot on the neck of that king. And the reason he's not being generous, you think that you're wrong. He's not being generous. He's not just sharing the victory. Joshua knows I can defeat my kings. But if you don't know how to defeat yours, then your kings that you're fighting will pull me into some drama because I love you so much that if you're in a fight, I'm in a fight. See, you got to know, you got to teach this to your children. It's not just enough that you win. You got to teach your kids how to win because you can get to a place of peace in your life where your kings are dead, but all of a sudden get your tail pulled back in another battle because you never taught Junior how to kill his kings. And now you're being attacked and you're weeping and crying and praying over a king that's not even threatening you. So to make sure... That's not his future. All y'all line up. Come put your foot on the die, kings. Die. 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 Die in my dreams. Die in my credit report. Die sickness in my body. Die cycles in my family. Die addictions. Die depression. Die spirit of lethargy. Die feelings of unworthiness. Die kings. Die. And, and after they all got a turn to put their foot on it. After he ensured a peaceful future by releasing champions all around him. If you're the only champion in your circle, (laughs) 
if you're the only champion in your circle, then you're the only fighter. Say everybody else's fight becomes your fight. If you're the only person with money in your circle, has money, got to pay the electric bill. Me and the kids is cold. And you're walking around drained and mad at God because you're so exhausted when in reality, part of the problem is on you because you did conquer, but you didn't conquer in concert. And because you didn't conquer in concert, nobody around you knows how to do what you know how to do. Calling me at 1.30 in the morning, asking me to pray. I didn't teach you how to pray. I didn't labor in the scripture and with the anointing and teach you how to pray to the point that you got to wake me up to do for you what you never learned how to do for yourself. Die, kings. Die. Kings of indifference. Die. Kings of ignorance. Die. Kings of not studying your own Bible, die. Kings of not having your own prayer life, die. Kings. Die, kings. Die. I pray you go home and on your way home. Randomly, you scare your family by just screaming out, Die, kings! I pray, I'm serious, I pray you're walking in H-E-B, about to get some flour and oil, and all of a sudden this word comes to your remembrance, and you throw your head back and let out a holler, Die, kings! Die! Number four, Keep the carcass. Ooh, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in here. I hope you noticed in the text that after Joshua killed them, he hung all their bodies up on a pole. Why? As a future announcement to the next enemy. Because see, because faith is progressive and because life is progressive, no matter what you conquer, there's always something else coming. Even if you do this right and you kill your kings, some new kings are coming. Joshua has the maturity to know that just because a great battle is over and just because he conquered his kings hiding in the cave does not mean that there's no more opposition, that there's no more trouble. That it's all peaceful. No, Joshua knows something else is going to come. 
In fact, it's probably spying on me right now. It's probably scouting me right now. So I tell you what I want you to do, boys. I want you to get all the carcasses of those kings that we killed and raise them up on a pole as an announcement to the next enemy. Here's what's going to happen when you come up against a child of God that knows how to let God fight the battle and I can go and deal with the king. I want to let the region know. I want to let other armies know. I want to let other kingdoms know. I want to let the devil know. I want to let all the angel know. This is a prophecy of what's going to happen to the next thing that jumps on me. Look at it. Die kings. Die. Die kings. I sound like a madman and I look like one too. But there is something in my spirit urging me to tell you if you can get a hold of this, you can put the blade to every cycle in your life and break yourself out of the restriction. Somebody holler, die, kings, die. Now get on your feet and give God a crazy praise. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Give God If you got anything to kill, you ought to praise it. If you got anything to put on a pole, you ought to praise it. If you got any battles, you ought to. Your addiction, your depression, your oppression, that demonic curse. So control what you can until you can conquer. When you do conquer, make sure you conquer in concert. And after it's all said and done, make sure to keep the carcass as an announcement to the next one. Die, kings, die. That's my logo. That's my brand. It may get me in trouble out in the world, but if you see me, you're going to see a logo, an icon, a brand, a mantra. Die, kings. Die. Line them up. I got an announcement for it. Die, kings. Die. Every demon, every witch, every warlock, every hex, every satanic influence in this region. Hear the word of the Lord. Die, kings. Die. Generational curses that have been operating in the families of the people of God. Die, kings. Die. Financial affliction coming against God's people. Die, kings. Die. Say it with me. Die, king. Die. Say it louder. From the back to the front, the left side and the right, the floor and the ceiling, I speak to this atmosphere. You will be an atmosphere of healing. You will be an atmosphere of faith. 
you will be an atmosphere of breakthrough. You will be an atmosphere of blessing. You will be an atmosphere of anointing. And every king of resistance against us, die, kings. You're getting it yet? You feeling rolling yet? Ah, kings. I plead the blood of our champion. There's a reason they call him the king of kings. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ who died so that you and I might live, have life, and that more abundantly. I plead the blood of Jesus over your life. I plead the blood of Jesus over whatever's in your cave. I plead the blood of Jesus over your 2023. I pray that a hunger for the word of the Lord so envelops your spirit that it literally begins to squeeze you when it's church time. I pray that you will not allow the kings of misery or the kings of over busyness or the kings of obligations to keep you out of the house of God. Die, kings, die. We are a church. We come together. We don't let anything keep us from coming together. Die kings. Those ridiculous mindsets that keep us away from where you called us to. Die kings. Die. I pray that the word of the Lord go before you and make your way prosperous. And for all of you on a battlefield of any kind right now in your life, I release the hailstones of the Lord to fall on your enemies. Die, kings, die. And in the name of Jesus, I pray, as you commit your way to the Lord, he would begin to give you the desires of your heart. He would begin to teach you and instruct you in righteousness. That he would order your steps and mark your way. Die, kings, die. And that his hand would be with you. His wisdom would be upon you and flowing within you. And that this would be your most blessed year you've had yet. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Everybody give God a great big praise. the year dealing with that same king die kings die don't even don't lose six more months that same struggle 
how long? Die, kings. God sent me here to tell you he has more. And right where you are, right how you are, you qualify for it. What's holding you back isn't his lack of blessing. What's holding you back is the kings. Turk. So let's do it together. Add my faith to yours. I come into agreement with you. That we get some blood on the ground. Die, kings. We knock the crowns off of their head, die kings, and put our foots on their neck, die kings. Die. In the name of Jesus. Before we leave, there's 13 people here that need to give a $1,000 seed. I'm not going to talk you into it. God led you here today to give it because you know this is the first of the year. This is a time for first fruits and seed sowing and offering unto God that which belongs to him and offering up to God that thanksgiving for his blessings in the previous year. Whoever you are, I'm not telling you because we need it. Truth is we don't. I'm telling you because in your spirit, you needed the charge. You needed the challenge. You needed the frequency. Whoever you are, Holy Spirit, this is their sign. This is their confirmation. Whoever you are, get that. I ain't going to parade you in front of anybody. There's an envelope in front of you. Or you know how to text to give. They can put that up there. Everyone else, if you're not one of the 13, everyone else, I want to challenge you to get a significant first of the year offering for the Lord. And we're going to put it down in faith, believing God to give us those, those strategies and those wisdom items in full expression, that control thing, that conquering and concert thing. We're going to believe God that his word today for us will be manifested in our physical lives so that the word can be made flesh and dwell amongst us in power. Whatever you want to give, I'm not going to tell you what to give. Let's give a significant offering. Some people may be a hundred dollars. Some people it may be 50. Some people it may be $20, whatever it is. I want everyone that can, everyone that can, to get an offering for the Lord on the first day of this brand new year. Everyone, 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 let's get an offering for the Lord on the first day. Get an envelope or get your phone out. Everyone do something. Everyone do something. Let's get an offering for the Lord. Let's get an offering for the Lord. Die kings. Die kings. Die kings. In the name of Jesus, I speak over your life. I speak the increase of prosperity. Noel and Maria, there's prosperity on you. It's just like a, it's like a bow of prosperity. And not just in one way. It won't just be financial. There's a bow of prosperous works and prosperity all over you. Prosperity is being released. It's being released. Ray and Deja, miracles are coming. You're going to see the hand of the Lord deal with the armies on the battlefield. In the name of Jesus, we release prosperity in this house. Larry, I release prosperity over you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. And I speak to all your kings in the cave and I say, die kings, 
die in the name of Jesus. Robert and Sally, the Lord has seen and the Lord has heard that request and that petition which you have offered to the Lord like Cornelius of old your prayers have been heard in heaven's court they have entered the ear canal of God himself and may the Lord grant you and release to you that which you have petitioned in the name of Jesus Christ I speak blessing over you from the top of your every one of you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet from the top of your head to the sole of your feet the blessing of the Lord the blessing that comes from sitting under his word the blessing that comes from being in his presence I speak that blessing over you and over your family in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone raise your right hand and say it one more time with me. Die, kings. Die. God bless you. You can bring your offering. You're dismissed. Happy New Year. I love you.